the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, at 106, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Today's Thursday. It is, uh, well, January 6th, obviously, the anniversary of January 6th. Now, folks, there is a snowstorm that is headed our way starting uh, tonight. And Governor McKee is having a briefing uh, coming up this hour. And we're going to carry part of it for you live right here on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program. Now, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I'll tell you why I think he's doing the briefing. I don't think it's necessary to do the briefing. But... um, well, I'll, I'll touch on that in a moment. But this portion of our program brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop it and see them. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Plus, they have the great deck now. Uh, inside, delicious food. <coughs> food, excuse me, great crowd at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Folks, um, step, remember, always, you can check out the website, petro.com And petro.com which is brought to you by the Centerdale Revival. Stop it and see them. Shane and Company, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence, delicious food, great drinks, winner of several Rhode Island Monthly Awards, Centerdale Revival, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Now, let me um, just say this. Why why do I think Governor McKee? Because he's running for election. Because he's up. This is it. He has a primary, even though he hasn't announced for governor yet, coming up in September. So he's going to appear with DOT Director Peter, Peter um, Alvidi. And apparently Lieutenant Governor Matos is over. She had COVID. She was sidelined for some time. So we're going to carry that. But to me, he just wants, number one, he wants to change the subject because the testing in Rhode Island is uh, really falling short. Number two, the Boston Globe story, as we've talked about, shows that he misled the public, the general public. He was not truthful for with us about COVID and uh, let's see. And, and, and number three, just, you know, what, what a mess the state is right now. And he has really dropped the ball. So he's looking for that, what I would call like a Joe Garrahy moment, right? Uh, where he shows up, they'll probably even have him in like the emergency jacket and the whole thing. Uh, this thing could end up being three inches, but we'll, We'll carry it and see some of it. Now, I know someone right now, it's uh, 109. Someone had sent me an email. And remember, folks, if you want to get in touch with me, send me an email. The easiest thing to do is to go to the website, petro.com and then you just click on Contact John. But someone asked how I, uh, hey, Ron, I'm, you know, are you attending? You know, I, I'm, I'm not because the questions that I have have nothing to do with the snowstorm. And I think they're going to manage this uh, presser. Under the guise of if you want to ask him about COVID or the tests or where things stand um, or the fact that in Rhode Island, if you want a straw, you have to ask for it now, which is ridiculous. This is completely ridiculous. You have to now ask if you want a straw. So whether you go to Dunkin' Donuts, wherever, this is just foolishness that's going on. So, folks, the state is, you also, Providence could lose 80 cops over the COVID vaccination mandate. 80 cops. And if you want to see just how much the state is out of control, check out, uh, it's on Facebook, but I'll get it on petro.com. We're in Pawtucket at a bus shelter where there is someone injecting drugs as they're waiting for two guys are blocking it and they're using a ripped a bus shelter to inject drugs. Now, if you think this is out of the norm, and it would be, and the two goons that are watching, I mean, they, they these are Governor McKee, Governor Dan McKee, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, wants to move forward and wants to have, as he He's going to open what he's going to call safe injection centers. This is going to become the norm. They can go there. They can get clean needles. They can uh, test out their heroin and fentanyl. And, you know, this is it's, it's going to get worse. 
You know, yeah, they go there. It doesn't mean they have to stay there. So, but Harris this morning saying that this, a year ago today, was worse than Pearl Harbor or 9-11. It is just absolutely ludicrous. Um, this, this is the, the, in him attacking President Trump. Um, I do want to get to the, um, I might as well now before I forget, but the, the Channel 12 story, folks, about, let me just play. This is Vice President Harris compares January 6th to uh, Pearl Harbor and September 11th. Fellow Americans, good morning. Certain dates echo throughout history, including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941, September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. Like, are, are you kidding me? What? You're comparing with what happened? But I want to play the um, Channel 12 story. I'll give them credit. They broke the story about the fact that Alorza now wants to give out all this money uh, for reparations. He wants to give out COVID money for reparations. This this is a joke. And I'll also play Cicilline, former staffer for Cicilline, recalls the terror of January 6th. They weren't even in the building. It's just like one joke after another. Bunch of drama queens. Let me, um, hold on. Where's the Alorza story? I just had it. (laughs) Where are you? Where's Mr. Alorza story? I know I had it a moment ago. Um, Folks, bear with me. A 114, and I know, I believe we have Governor McKee coming up. (laughs) The Cicilline staff are sharing it. How about Cicilline telling people he fought off the the protesters. He didn't fight off anything. Unreal. All right, here we go. Uh, I think there should be sound here. Right? Yeah. All right. Listen to how Lorza wants to spend the COVID money. Can you imagine this guy? He has a $124 million to spend. Shouldn't even be allowed. And he wants to give away $15 million reparations. <laughs> what? Why? Why? To what? To more people who don't work? They're never going to return to work. I I have a problem with how Governor McKee can play Santa Claus with the COVID money and how Alorza can decide he's going to give away Providence COVID money for racial inequities. And... Like that, that absolutely should not be allowed. It should not be allowed. Now, I am hoping, by the way, I already did hear from a member of the Providence City Council that is saying that they're going to they're going to fight him on this and that it's not guaranteed. So we can only hope for that. But I certainly hope so. That's that's taxpayer money. He should not be allowed to do this, the racial inequities that were given. Um, there were, I, I, COVID, as I've said, COVID affected everyone. To try to say that there were some people affected far more than others. Um, the business community certainly was affected. Restaurants were certainly affected. A lot of people uh, were certainly affected by it. For him to just give out money to Basically, the black community in Providence, it, it should not be allowed. So let me just play. I'll do it. It's, it's a short piece. The Channel 12 story. How Alors is going to spend $124 million in uh, COVID relief. He should not be allowed to be doing this. Target 12 investigator Seth Machado has the details on what the mayor wants to spend the money on. 
nearly every aspect of our lives has been impacted uh, by this pandemic over the past 22, 23 months. Mayor Jorge Alorza has submitted a proposal to spend the rest of Providence's American Rescue Plan Act money. The two biggest line items, $28 million for housing and homelessness and $28 uh. million for revenue replacement to balance the next two city budgets. Plus, it includes $12 million for infrastructure, $2 million for nonviolence initiatives, and $10 million for reparations to address the racial inequities in how COVID-19 affected the community. Alorza says exactly how those reparations would be paid is yet to be determined. They may take the form of of direct payments or, or supports, they may not. We're going to create a committee, um, and the committee will make recommendations to us on you know, what shape you know, or, or how these dollars should be allocated. Alors' proposal also includes $14 million to redesign Kennedy Plaza and adjacent downtown areas. A longtime goal of his, Alorza has just one year left as mayor. Since the ARPA money has to be allocated by 2024, he says he sought to spend much of it on one-time projects rather than creating too many expensive new programs. We don't want to set up these organizations or these programs to fail. So we could invest more, but... Um, we don't want to set them up to run off, run to the basic funding clip in about two and a half years and then disappear. The city received $166 million in all from the American Rescue Plan last year. $42 million was allocated in July to balance the budget, fund water fire, small business relief, and even this Roger Williams Park Welcome Center. Alors' new plan includes all of the remaining $124 million. Now it's up to the city council to vet the plan and possibly change it before passage. In Providence, I'm Steph Machado, 12 News. You know, that should not, absolutely not be allowed. He should not be allowed to do that. And now we're just going to have to depend on... Um, we're going to have to depend on the fact that the Providence City Council will have to step in and and stop him from doing that. He should not be allowed to do that. I'm so glad. You know who's speaking up on this January 6th? Now, again, coming up at 1.30, we are going to uh, dip into the uh, – Governor McKee is um, – I love this. Harris slam for comparing capital riots to 9-11. See, they, they don't care. If they actually believe that – this is this is all politics. It just is. It, it simply is politics. Let me. I want to play a little bit of President Biden as he uh, went after President Trump, which I think was unfair. He really, and even the tone really surprised me. Lies conceived and spread for profit and power. We must be absolutely clear about what is true and what is a lie. And here's the truth. The former president of the United States of America has created and spread a web of lies about the 2020 election. He's done so because he values power over principle. Because he sees his own interest as more important than his country's interest, than America's interest. And because his bruised ego matters more to him than our democracy or our constitution. He can't accept he lost. We don't believe Even though it. that's what 93 United States senators, his own attorney general, his own vice president, governors and state officials in every battleground state have all said he lost. That's what 81 million of you did as you voted for a new way forward. He's done what no president in American history, the history of this country has ever, ever done. He refused to accept the results of an election and the will of the American people. You know, that is um, so beyond the pale. That was uh, President Biden just a short time ago. Listen, all I'm going to say is right now, everyone is focused on COVID. Everyone is focused on COVID. This is outrageous what's going on right now in Chicago. The kids aren't in school. It's outrageous that here the children are not in school and should be in school. And, and you know, they, they can continue. Uh, I thought the Biden speech today was just so over the top uh, with what he was going to. He... Um, me also, I just want to find some more sound of. I, I, I played it 
earlier. I'll, I'll play it again of Harris, the vice president, comparing it. Like, come on, that, that's ludicrous, comparing it to, to 9-11. All right, this is um, Vice President Harris earlier this morning when they had this big gathering. Fellow Americans, good morning. Certain dates echo throughout history, including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941, September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. That's just foolishness. It is. Now, folks, as I've said to some of you in the past, I mean, my biggest regret is not being there. Um, And I, you know, it's one of those things, then you just have to live with it. Obviously, I wish I had been there to document it, to show different parts of it. Um, there were there were different things leading up to that that made it. Um, I was initially planning on going, but then it's just one of those things that's loud. If I had obviously had a hint that this was going to take place, I would have been there. This portion of the program on this Thursday, stop it and see Marie. And it's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stock up before the snow hits. Vitamins are herbal remedies, local products. Be fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, hemp and CBD products, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's my health. It's a new year. Pop it and see the queen of health, Marie, right in that historic white church, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's my health. Now, a couple of reminders on this Thursday, January 6th. It is true, folks. Good afternoon at 123. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, if you're having a problem with your heating system right now, it is going to get cold. Need to make sure it's working efficiently. Call Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. It's Coogie. It's Coogan Heating. They're also on Facebook, and then you can also... Find them online, recooganheating.com. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable, plumbing, heating, and cooling. As Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. If during the storm someone hits your vehicle and you're in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body at 272-3340. Located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. If after the accident you can drive your vehicle, you can drive your vehicle, then drive it right over there. If a tow truck shows up, tell them to tow your car to West Fountain Auto Body. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Service all domestic foreign vehicles. They're the best. When I had some damage done to my vehicle, it wasn't my fault, I brought it to West Fountain. Kenny Salvatore, boom, fixed it. 401-272-3340. So I will carry. Governor McKee is going to have, uh, we're expecting a briefing coming up, I believe, at 1.30, where he's going to have a briefing regarding the snow that is coming. So, see, this type of stuff is, um, look at that. Yep. Ridiculous. Yeah. There you go. How come no one speaks out about that? I'm, I'm just looking at that Senator Tierra back. But let me, um, I want to get, I'm sure. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, you know, I, I have a problem. Channel 12, the insurrection one year later. Well, Biden marks one year since the Capitol insurrection. It was not. An insurrection. I, I do not believe it was an insurrection. It was not. It was a group of tourists that got a little rowdy in a protest at the Capitol. That's what it was. That's what it'll ever be. It won't be anything more than that. Moment of silence observed on the House floor. 
on the anniversary. I mean, my God, this so dramatic for crying out loud. Folks, I don't understand why. Well, I do understand, right? We do understand, actually. And I don't want to say I don't understand. We do understand. We know exactly what it's about. This is being done for political reasons. In case for those that are wondering, why would they be doing this? They're doing it for political reasons. They're doing this because the midterm election's coming up. And they're they're doing this because they want to make sure that they're trying to ensure, I should say, that at no point that President Trump would be allowed to be back. In fact, they're, they're trying to institute that. Now, I'm seeing that there are some parking bans that are going to be issued ahead of the the storm. And we're going to, um, let's see. Okay, I think this, all right, so I'm going to monitor this and then we'll bring it to you. Um, when when he is going to speak coming up. So he's going to be speaking from the DOT in uh, East Providence. So we'll wait on that and we'll bring it to you. That is scheduled to start coming up at 1230. So we will, I see some uh, activity there and then the, will carry Governor McKee getting everyone ready for uh, the storm. It, the storm right now, the storm is not expected to reach us until, let me see what time I have. I think sometime at like 2 o'clock in the morning. 2 o'clock in the morning, the storm's expected to start. It's going to start snowing. So, listen, it, it seems really simple. It, it's going to be a quick-moving storm. Um I don't think it's going to be snowing tomorrow afternoon. I mean, we'll we'll have to wait for the the forecast. But if if you're listen, a lot of schools are doing distance learning anyway. Difficult travel expected Friday morning. All right, so Friday morning, if people work from home and don't go on the roads, then you should be fine. But they and then it'll clear out of here. And I believe the forecast after that uh, seemingly is fine. Saturday, it looks sunny. And then on Sunday, it's going to rain and be 43 degrees and all the snow is going to wash away. So so for one day, we'll have some snow. Maybe it'll be good for the people up in the mountains up north. Hey, folks, again, a couple of reminders before Governor McKee. If you're listing right now, you want to get your oil tank filled before the storm. Call Henry Oil. Call Henry Oil. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. Call them at 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. You can depend on Henry Oil in online at henryoil.com. Remember, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing, automatic delivery. Call Henry Oil today. 401 521 Zero two hundred. So there is some snow headed our way. The good news is it's not affecting people for the drive home tonight. It's not going to affect you. You can go out tonight, do whatever, shopping, plenty of time. Tomorrow morning, it sounds like it would make sense if people could stay off the roads, let the plows do their thing. And then by Friday night, it should be fine. People can go out to dinner. People can go out and enjoy themselves wherever they want to go. So it sounds like it's a, to the way I see this, it's a very isolated uh, snowstorm that's going to impact morning drive tomorrow. And, and listen, I admit, and right now it's 1.30, we'll carry Governor McKee. Um, I admit that, um, you know, it could be some snow and, and, and you don't want to be morning drive in the morning is actually the worst time for a storm to hit. The morning is the worst time because that's when there's so many people that be going into, you know, work or school. But it sounds like tomorrow, you know, it won't be a lost school day. Kids can do, children, students can do distance learning. And then that's one less day they have to make up at the end of the school year. So Governor McKee, we believe, is going to be... Uh, Peter Alviti, in fact, they're coming out right now. Governor McKee's got his 
storm jacket on. I see uh, Peter Alvidi, and we're going to bring it to you. I do not see. Oh, there's the lieutenant governor. Now, why is she shaking hands? Now, Alvidi has gloves on. Uh, Matos, who just had COVID, shook hands with him. Good thing he had gloves on. So Matos has a mask on. Peter Alvidi does not have a mask on. Governor McKee does not have a mask on. And he is set to step up and they'll address the media. He's giving some last minute instructions. They are outside, by the way. Maybe that's not a bad idea. They look uh, cold. They don't have hats on. But they're going to step up to the microphone. And then you can hear. And here's uh, folks. I think you should. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Let me start off and then I guess it's going to go to Sabina and then you're going to wrap it up. Sure. Okay. Can you stop speaking order? Yes. Sabina and Sabina and Folks, they're trying to figure it out as we're all listening. Obviously, don't know they're on a hot mic. Okay, I think we're ready to go. You're gonna let them move the truck a little bit more. I know. Get a little. The truck looks really good. Oakford Island, Governor Dan McKee. Oh, got a bunch of those. You got them in good shape. We got. They're all in good shape. That's a double. It's a double. Speaking with DOT Director Peter Alvarez. Yeah. This is Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Well. We're going to bring it to you live right now and that's the other on the thing, John DePietro Show. It's 1.33. Oh. All right. Well, we're going to hear him in just a moment. Um, we're about to hear from Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Here we go. Just tell me which one. Folks, it's 1.33 on this Thursday. Well, This is Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Oh. <laughs> He's cutting in and out. I think he should be out. Here we go. Memories of uh, of uh, how important our, our highway personnel is when we when we get into the anticipation of snow and shout out to all uh, everybody that I work with in Cumberland at the highway department and all highway departments Look around the shout state, out. The state of Rhode Island. So Peter, thank you so much for your leadership and all the Rhode Island Governor Dan prepared uh, for this snowstorm season here in Rhode Island. And I'm pleased to be joined here by Lieutenant Governor Matos, along with DOT Director Peter Albidi and members of, uh, of our administration. I just got off a storm preparation call with cabinet directors, and I want to uh, take a few moments and provide you with the latest information uh, that we have and what actions what are being testing? taken to prepare for this winter storm. After I provide some brief remarks, I'd like to turn it over to our, our Lieutenant Governor and then, and then Director Albidi, and then we're here... If- to answer questions along with our EMA director, Mark Pappas. So the latest projections of snow should arrive between 1 and 3 in the morning and accumulate between 4 and 6 inches uh, with potentially uh, more accumulation to occur in the uh, Newport County. We are expecting the snow uh, to end between noon and 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And the latest projections that our weather team has, is uh, following show that snow may fall an inch an hour starting at 5 a.m. From what we're seeing now, the good news is this appears to be a fast-moving storm, and we're not anticipating uh, very high winds. Uh, so what does that mean? The storm it will have a major impact on Friday morning commute, uh, and Director Alvidi will speak to this in a moment. But I, wanna, I want Rhode Islanders to know... Uh, that we have plenty of materials to treat the roads and staff to plow and clear the roads on the state level, and I'm confident that our municipal leadership is prepared as well. Crews will be out overnight to try and stay ahead of the, uh, the, of the um, storm as we uh, approach the morning. Uh, but, and this is important, if you don't need to be out on the roads during these snowstorms, uh, not only uh, uh, over, the, over the night in the morning, and going forward in our snow season, stay off the road. And I'll repeat that. Uh, I know how difficult it is uh, because I've worked many years on snow removal, uh, and I know how difficult it is on staff uh, and how serious it is as they try to clear the roads uh, for uh, the people who live in the state of Rhode Island uh, to uh, benefit from. So let me say it again. If you don't need to be out on the roads uh, uh, in the morning, then stay off the road. 
Uh, if you need to be on the road, then I would ask that you take extreme caution and give yourself plenty of time. Remember, this is the first snowstorm that we'll be driving in, so many people are, uh, you know, certainly have to get acclimated to the snow, driving slow, making sure that they're staying away from the, the plows, staying away from the people uh, that are driving in front of you, you know, create good distance, and, and Peter will, will talk about that as well. But just be extremely careful. Uh, my team, our team has, has been in touch with the municipal leaders. As I said uh, this morning, I want to give a shout out to our mayors, town administrators, our town managers, all the DPTW workers uh, and staff who will be uh, taking care of our roads around the state of Rhode Island. So my ask uh, of all of you at home, uh, please pay attention to local parking uh, uh, policies. If there's a parking ban in your community, there's a reason for that. Uh, and you know, contact your local uh, uh, highway departments or your local uh, municipal offices, uh, and they certainly can describe um, in terms of what their expectation is in terms of any, of any uh, traffic, traffic uh, uh, parking ban. But take it serious. Uh, it is not easy to be plowing on streets where cars are, especially on narrow roads. If in fact, uh, you know, and, and, and you put yourself and your property at risk, and you certainly put the uh, uh, the, um, the safety of our of our, our, our staff at risk as well. So, a courtesy there, I'm, I'm, I'm following the parking policies and any bans that you have in your communities. We also be, uh, have been in touch with the National Grid, and they are preparing to have crews on hand. Again, the good news is that because we are not expecting high winds, uh, they will be able to use their bucket trucks. And, uh, and uh, so, again, make way for them as well and make sure that they have the, the room that they need to do the work that they need to do. I'll pro provide a couple of more updated um, updates uh, regarding COVID testing and vaccination sites. Yes. We are making some adjustments when it comes to COVID-19 testing and vaccination tomorrow to help patients and staff stay safe. For our outdoor testing sites, which are all drive-throughs in Wickford train station and pre-K uh, Pine Street in Pawtucket, uh, we'll be keeping normal hours from 8 a.m. to 6 uh, p.m. Our other outdoor test sites will be closed in the morning, but stay open later than usual, and that applies to the Cumberland Stop and Shop, the CCRI Warwick parking lot, and the McCoy Stadium, along with the Pawtucket Stop and Shop, and the Woonsocket state-run test site. These sites will be open tomorrow from 12 to 8 p.m. Anyone who had an appointment in the morning will have the, that appointment honored. So if you made an appointment for the morning, you can still get your vaccination as, as your test at any site that you've made an appointment with at these respective sites that will be open from 12 to 8 p.m. Uh, they can come at any point later in the day. Our Department of Health will be providing this information to the media and putting it out in their social media channels. In addition, the test sites at Rhode Island Convention Center ticket booth will be moved indoors uh, to the Dunkin' Donuts Center uh, concourse on Friday. Uh, we're doing everything we can right now to move any of these outdoor lines inside, not only for tomorrow, but also going forward. We've got to get people out of the weather and inside so they have the convenience of, uh, of, the, um, of being indoors during this season. There will be no changes to our um, indoor testing locations. They will run as, as scheduled. On vaccination, the vaccination clinic that have been planned uh, for the public, uh, Providence Public Library downtown will, be, it will not be held tomorrow. Again, the Providence Public Library downtown will not be held tomorrow. People at appointments for the Providence Public Library clinics are being rescheduled at the Rhode Island uh, Convention Center. Tomorrow will be the first day vaccinating at the Rhode Island Convention Center. Uh, that plan is moving forward, but will be limited availability. Appointments can be made at vaccinateri.org, and Director Pappas will be here to answer any questions that the media might have to clarify any particular issues there. Regarding school tomorrow, it will be up to the individual districts if they wanted to make tomorrow a distance learning day or use a snow day. Providence Public Schools will be on full distance learning tomorrow. It'll be up to the districts again to determine whether they're on a snow day or whether they're on a, um, a virtual learning day or if they, in fact, they go to school, right? So um, it's up to the local district to determine that. 
Regarding state government, state government will be open tomorrow and state employees will be notified via email if there are any changes to this. Uh, so let, uh, let me summarize briefly. Our message to Rhode Island is this. Uh, we're prepared. We have the equipment. We have the materials. We just need to make sure that uh, we're um, letting the workers do their work. And uh, so we're monitoring the situation and we're asking you to stay safe, stay off the roads if you can, and stay informed through social media and local news. And that, well, that'll hand it over to oh, our Lieutenant Governor and then to uh, uh, Director Elby. Thank you, Governor. This is Lieutenant Governor Matto. So listen Thank to the John DePietro show. Um, Thank you, Governor. So I just kind of say this message in Spanish because it's very important that we let the community know. Um, So in los últimos modelos que nos muestran que la nieve va a estar llegando, uh, va a estar cayendo de una a tres pulgadas, empezando de la una a las tres de la madrugada, y va a estar en una acumulación de cuatro a cuatro y seis pulgadas la acumulación, comenzando desde la una de la mañana a las 3 de la mañana y la acumulación es de 4 a 6 pulgadas. Esto es, queremos eh, es, explicarle uh. a la comunidad que en el condado de Newport es donde estamos esperando que va a haber una mayor concentración. Esperamos que la, esperamos um, que la nieve deje de caer entre el mediodía y las 2 de la tarde, es cuando estamos esperando que pare la nieve. Uh, los últimos modelos nos muestran, en nuestro equipo se está mostrando que la nieve puede caer a, a, una, a un nivel de una pulgada uh, por hora a partir de las 5 de la mañana. Una pulgada por hora a partir de ah. las 5 de la mañana. El pronóstico hasta el momento es bueno, ya que parece que va a ser una tormenta uh, que un movimiento rápido que va a venir y se va a ir rápido y eh, parece que no vamos a tener muchos uh, vientos con velocidad fuerte entonces ¿qué es lo que esto significa? esto significa que esta tormenta tendrá un gran impacto en el tráfico de la mañana del viernes así que queremos pedirle a todos ustedes, si ustedes no tienen que salir mañana en la mañana por favor no salga, deje que las nuestras uh, vías estén disponibles para que nuestras personal del departamento de obras públicas pueda hacer el trabajo de uh, limpiar las carreteras y que esté limpia y segura para todos nosotros. Si usted no tiene ningún plan específico para mañana, quédese en casa uh, y algo muy importante que mencionó el gobernador es para los distritos escolares, cada distrito escolar va a estar tomando su decisión eh, de cómo van a, a si van a hacer un día virtual o si van a hacer un día de nieve. Esté atento a su distrito escolar local. Le decimos que el de Providence haya anunciado que mañana va a tener un día de distant learning, de, de aprendimiento a distancia. Esto es lo que va a hacer el distrito de Providence, pero estén pendientes de sus distritos uh, locales. Uh, por favor, una, recordarles otra vez que si necesitan, por favor, quedarse fuera de las carreteras, quédense en casa mañana para que podamos hacer el trabajo de limpiar las carreteras lo antes posible. With that, I'm just going to turn it over with Director Alviri, who's going to have more details. Director? Thanks, Governor. Thanks, uh, Lieutenant Governor. Uh, here we are again. I love the smell of diesel in the, in the afternoon, huh? So uh, we're expecting uh, the snow to arrive somewhere between uh, 1 o'clock in the morning, tomorrow morning, and uh, stay through to mid-afternoon tomorrow afternoon, maybe early afternoon. We're expecting generally 4 to 6 inches, particularly in the northwest portion of the state, in the, in, in the uh, northwest portion of the state, southeast portion of the state, a little bit more, maybe up to 8 inches. Um, the storm will taper off between noon and 2 o'clock tomorrow. But here's the important part. Uh, during the peak rush hour, what is normally the peak rush hour tomorrow morning, we will have the most intense periods of the storm, up to one inch per hour. Uh, that could be very challenging for people to be driving in. So I think the governor recommended, and I certainly echo that. Uh, if you don't have to be on the road, don't be on the road. But if you are... Um, and I know this doesn't need mentioning for uh, those of us who were born and brought up here in New England, but a lot of us here in Rhode Island uh, have come from warmer climes. So I'm going to remind everyone. Oh. 
Um, yeah, I wonder who that is. Drive more slowly than you normally drive. I'll drive slower. Uh, the, even though roads look like they're cleared, they may have all the illegals. device on them, so be careful about that. Um, when you see our trucks out there plowing, if you would, make sure you give them room. Don't crowd the plows. <laughs> uh, get out of their way. This and let hilarious. them do their work. The fact that we're getting the most intensive part of the storm uh, during the rush hour means that as much ahead of it we can get, when we hit rush hour traffic, our plows many times are impeded from doing the work that this they is need DOT to do. Director Peter Alvidi. Uh, so there may be some additional accumulation during that time, creating some challenges for folks. So just be aware of that. Plan ahead. Um, and if you don't have to, uh, don't be on the road. With regard to preparedness, we have uh, over 300 private vendors and 150 of our own trucks that we currently have online. Earlier in the season, uh, as you all know, we thought that there would be a challenge in getting enough private vendors on board. Since then, many we have recruited many more. So we have an adequate number of plows and drivers and equipment to be able to handle this particular storm. And uh, the material, some of which you see behind you, we have plenty. We have a reserve stockpile, so we have plenty of material to be able to treat the roads effectively. So, again, uh, it bears repeating, you know, drive safely, uh, reduce your speed in the ice and snow, and uh, avoid distractions. Don't look at your phones and, and anything else. It's particularly important tomorrow morning uh, during the rush hour period. So with that, if anybody has any questions, we'd be happy to answer them. Brian Crandall, NBC10. Yeah, no, it is not going to cause a problem, uh, although we are monitoring it on a daily basis. This, uh, this new uptick in COVID certainly is, is creating challenges for us in our business as it does for all other businesses in the state. Um, there have been some of our drivers that have called out because they have COVID. Uh, and there are some uh, private vendors that are experiencing that. But we've taken a good inventory of who we're going to have available for this storm. And we have uh, plenty of resources, both human and equipment resources, to be able to handle it. If someone has COVID and they feel all right, can they go drive a plow? We don't recommend it. Uh, you know, we, again, we're in a mode where we're looking to protect our workers. They're very important to us. They're the ones that get the job done. So um, if, if they're not feeling well, we urge them not to come in. Director Alvini, are you still actually actively recruiting uh, flash drivers? Yes, we do. Uh, so if someone is interested in coming on board with, with our um, efforts here, they can go to www.rydot.net slash... <laughs> I believe plowing. Okay, fair enough. And, uh, and there is, on that portal, there is an area that you can sign up and we'll get you processed and we'll get you on board as a vendor. All right, fair enough. Thank you. Yep. Director, you say all Yes. Yeah. Um, most of our trucks are combination salt and plow. Uh, so those are 150 vehicles of our own. Uh, the size that you see here beside you. Uh, that'll be to out that get the real heavy work live done. press and conference. Then we supplement that with over three DOT director vendors. Peter Alvidi on the impending snowstorm coming uh, tonight. I realize these are local roads, but as an expert in plowing, any uh, any betting on who's going to win in Providence, the speed bumps or the plows? Yeah, you know, um, so I was a local public works director some 20, 30 years ago in the city of Cranston, and they do present uh, a problem for uh, plow operators. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wager on that one. But uh, generally, the, the the speed humps will will win, and there'll be uh, plows that uh, will need some fixing because of it. Thank you, Governor. Just a couple other things. I know the state might be fine and get a fifteen. Brian, I think we're gonna do those afterwards. We're gonna find. We're gonna actually do a little B-roll action. If anyone doesn't have any more snow questions, see, folks, they're trying to stop questions about the snow.
Why can't the governor's right there? The media is there. Why can't they ask questions? So, folks, that may have been. Governor Key is fading away. We'll stay with it just for a moment. But what you heard, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. It's 151. You just heard. So I thought, and that's kind of what I thought. As soon as Brian Crandall started to ask a question, they immediately go in with the, um, oh, why don't, why don't we just stick with the snow, the snow question? The snow questions. Um, it's, <laughs> I just saw something funny. Somebody ran, put the video of, um, oh, well, let me, hold on. Let's switch to, uh, I think there's a White House press briefing. What's going on live? Can we uh, jump in on that? This is uh, Jen Psaki. Thank you. Not to belabor this point, but back to Darlene's sure. first question. Um, as you said, the president you know, has, has often discussed the threat to our democracy. Given that yeah. threat, given the stakes that he laid out today, why not be more forceful uh, throughout this year? Why wait until the anniversary to deliver such a harsh review? Ah. Well, again, I would say the president, in our view, has not backed down ever at any point from making clear about the need to protect our democracy, to protect the fundamental right to vote, which he feels is a key part of that. He also believes that delivering on what the American people uh, wanted when they sent him to govern uh, requires him and, and, and it was essential for him to address the core issues that they're facing every day. Of course, that includes protecting their fundamental rights. That also includes beating the pandemic, getting Americans back to work. Uh, and he knows that in order to restore faith in government and in institutions, uh, in people's belief that government can actually work for them, that solving those problems and working to solve those problems needed to be his first and second priorities. Well, why wait till today to speak about the former president in such Again, this is not about one person, uh, even the former president. Obviously, today is an anniversary of an incredibly, of one of the darkest days in our democracy. Uh, the president, I know from talking to him this afternoon, felt that personally. Uh, he felt the emotion of the people he saw in the Capitol today. Uh, he felt the weight on the shoulders of the people who were there that day, who were there again today. Uh, but his view is that this is about uh, looking at this moment as an inflection point, not uh, just about a former president, but about who we are as a country, whether Republicans in Congress are going to step up, what the, the American people can be assured of in terms of his efforts to fight for the protection of their fundamental rights. It's bigger than a former president. You mentioned voting rights. Uh, Majority Leader Schumer has vowed to, to hold a vote to change Senate rules to pass voting rights by MLK Day. Um, given the urgency that the president laid out today, protecting the right to vote. Will we see the president directly endorse a rule change before then? The, the president um, will speak next Tuesday, as you know, and uh, he said right before Christmas that uh, if that is a, a change that needs to happen, that he would support that. Uh, but I'll have more to say next Tuesday. I will let Senator Manchin speak for himself on where he stands on that. Did you have another one? Jackson? I did. I wanted to go back to another topic real quick. Okay. I'm sorry. Sure. Uh, the Manhattan District Attorney has uh, ordered prosecutors to stop seeking prison sentences for certain crimes, uh, including resisting arrest. And I'm just wondering, does that give the wrong message to criminals or to police who are having to enforce these laws that the district attorney is not going to prosecute? And does this in any way undermine the Biden administration's efforts through the DOJ and federal law enforcement partners to crack down on crimes like retail theft? Well, you know where we stand on supporting local police officers, local uh, cops, um, and uh, not defunding the police, uh, and also our concerns we have about the retail thefts we have seen and the need for leaders and communities to crack down on that. I have not spoken, obviously, with our legal team or, of course, the Department of Justice about this particular issue. I can see if there's more we can add. I don't have all the details. Go ahead. Thanks. Um, Chris, I just wanted to check. I know you guys have said uh, towards the end of this week on uh, finalizing the contracts for the rapid test, yeah. if those have been signed yet. I expect we'll have more in the next 24 hours. Um, and as soon as we do and as soon as there are more details to report, we will let you all know. That's what we're working on right now. Do you remain confident that, you know, if you don't even have the contract signed yet, that you'll be able to actually set up a website, ship them out, um, have them available by the end of the month? Is 
your sort of stated goal? Absolutely. I mean, remember, a lot of these things are happening simultaneously, right? Uh, we issued the request for proposal that closed just a couple of days All ago. Right. We worked Folks, again, that is uh, Jen Psaki, White House press briefing. Good afternoon right now at 156 <clears throat> on this Thursday, January 6th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, so there is snow coming. Give me the latest. It's going to be apparently a fast-moving storm. Tomorrow morning, the snow could fall one inch an hour starting at 5 o'clock. So DOT and the governor are asking people to remain off the roads between 5 a.m. and 12 noon. So workplaces, if you have to, if you do have to go into work tomorrow, you want to give yourself plenty of time. If you don't have to go into work tomorrow, if your company business will allow you to work from home, you want to do that. Undetermined how much snow, but it could be as little as three inches. It's possible. Could be even higher. Could be somewhere like four to eight inches. But it's going to start snowing around 1 o'clock tonight after midnight. So anyone plans tonight, totally fine. Right around sometime after 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock, you're going to start to see some flurries. It'll get heavy around 5. So it's really a fast-moving storm and seemingly is out of here by early afternoon. So a lot of schools already are signaling that they're going to do distance learning tomorrow, so you don't have to worry about that. And then if you do have to go somewhere, the best thing to do would just to put it off till the afternoon. And then the storm is gone, and the plows will be out all night and then in the morning. And then uh, by tomorrow, at this time, it looks like the storm will, be, will actually be gone. And then that just leads to uh, a decent day. And then Saturday is going to be sunshine. And then it's actually going to rain on Sunday. So then the snow will even wash away. So so listen, uh, keep listening. Coming up will be the 2 o'clock news. And then it'll be the John Dion program. Good afternoon on this January 6th. It's John DePietro. Again, we start at 11. I want to thank our uh, guest, attorney uh, Tim Dodd, joined us today. Tomorrow, we're going to have special guests, someone who made a documentary on January 6th, Day of Rage. And uh, and, and you'll hear in the 2 o'clock news, President Biden and and Vice President Harris were way out of line in their remarks today. But listen, the big news is get what you have to get done today and tonight, tomorrow morning. If you can just put things off till the afternoon, you're going to be better off. And then everything will roll along. Listen, enjoy. We'll, we will be on the air tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of this Thursday. WNRI Winsocket.